right, Gina. You ready to be counted in? Mm-hmm. Ready in Chamesh, Alba, Shalosh, Stein. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning ships, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast with Christina P. Oh, snap. You're here. You're here with me. Hello, moms. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to announce that now that I have the COVID antibodies, because I had the Rona and the Rona showed up. And as Nadab said about a few seconds ago, <laughs> what did you say about the Rona and me? That, uh, you know, it's you don't need vitamin D because you've been snacking on them pocket almonds for like decades. Homie. That's what's up, homie. Because I use filthy, dirty, rotten creamer in my coffee, my body was fortified and uh, COVID had nothing to bind to. My cells are so greasy and preserved. They were like, nah, dog. So I've got immunity. I'm, I'm out. So here's what's happening. The Addison Improv, I sold out all the shows. The only one left is the late show. They added a late show Thursday night on uh, February 4th. And then I do Houston uh, February 25th through 27th, Houston Improv. And then I hit Nashville. I'm doing Zanies um, the 11th of March through the 13th of March. Get those tickets at Christina P. online now. Uh, as you can see, Texas is open. So is Tennessee. <laughs> And I got to tell you, though, you know, at first I thought these states were crazy, Florida and Texas, but California has stayed locked shut for how many months now? Eight, nine months. And we are officially the COVID center of the world. Are we not? Are we are we like we're we're, we're the center now. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, homie. No one does it like us. No one. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does COVID like L.A. does COVID. Right now, this morning, the L.A. Times said that one in three people has it in L.A. County. That from the beginning, like all all people that live in Los Angeles, one out of three of them either actively had it or have had it since right. March. It's so wild. In the booth, in there, Zolo had it. Mm -hmm. I've had it. So, yeah, that's... One in three people yeah. in this booth have had it. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty accurate. And so basically the city of L.A. has COVID right now, which is just insanity. It's just so surreal that it, it's gone down like this. So um, I had the blessed opportunity to go to Austin last weekend with my friend, Dr. Jessica, who's been on the show. And, um, you know, it's bittersweet because we bought a house in Austin. And as we announced on your mom's house, we will be moving to Austin Woo! Yeehaw! You have to say yeehaw and y'all. I have to learn how to start saying y'all. Hook them. Hook them horns. Hook them horns, yeah, baby. bro. <laughs> and it's surreal, though, because people eat indoors and they um, they can go to the gym. <laughs> it's like it was it was kind of it was so great to especially leave my family. I think that was the best part is. <laughs> And I know you're not supposed to say that as a as a as a mom. It's uh, people frown upon that. But I tell you what, motherfuckers. After spending every minute of 2020 with those kids and my husband, who uh, has massive injuries and he had COVID too, I was like, I I'm ready to go. I got I got to go. And um, what I love about my friend Dr. Jessica is that she's got three kids, so she is varsity mom. 
And she's helped alleviate a lot of mom guilt that I've had. Uh, Cause I definitely, you kind of, you do have to give yourself permission to go and to be a human. And then, you, I mean, we didn't take a long trip. It was like 48 hours, but just that was enough. And um, where are you going? You gonna take a shit? You what? You're adjusting angles. The dog, guys, it's a show business in the making. Did you? You have to leave this in. I like people seeing this behind. I do because I feel like with your mom's house, we're so profesh. But I'm not as professional as Tom. I don't give. Say hi to this camera, no. <laughs> uh, but what I love about my friend Dr. Jessica is uh, is that she's given me permission to not feel guilt. And uh, we were in the car. We rented a car in Austin. We were driving to the hotel. And, oh, motion. And um, and she goes, uh, are we going to FaceTime our kids like every five minutes? And we both started laughing like, <laughs> okay, we're not FaceTiming anybody this weekend. Fuck that. It's dad's turn to be a parent. And the kids did. They bonded to dad and it was all good. And now my angles are restored. Am no, I more beautiful? Crazy. Thanks, jeans. <laughs> but yeah, it felt good to be a human being. Um, somebody wrote in asking if my children had COVID and here's the wonderful thing is that no, it seems to skip over kids from everybody I know in Los Angeles, uh, who they've had COVID one night, Ellis was like, Hey, I'm feeling tired. And then the next morning woke up guns blazing. He was totally fine. So praise Allah, praise Jesus that this COVID does not, uh, mess with children because otherwise I would be in a straight jacket on an Island somewhere uh all year losing my mind and i would not be this relaxing catch me outside. How about no that? shit catch me out on a private island how about that with my friends right what if you have a kid and there's something taking kids out man people would be crazy uh so i wanted i, I did that so we're moving to texas it's a big deal especially as an angelino a lifelong angelino it is i'm you know it's good and it's bad not good and bad i should say it's exciting and it's also you know devastating to leave my this is my city. Um, a lot of people hate Californians. I understand it. I get it. I know why. I, I'm not uh, totally oblivious to that. But uh, <laughs> right, we're the worst. We're like the worst. Yeah, but I mean, we're like we worst. hate you too, right? It's well, like you hate us. We hate you, Doug. Yeah, <laughs> Angelinos are just as snobby. But uh, uh, you know, my, I've watched my city just decay in the last year. It's been really, really rough. So I'm looking forward to living somewhere. Um, normal. I've never actually lived anywhere normal. Wait, San Francisco. That, that's not normal. That's, that's like, not normal. Yeah, that's like gay guys in, yeah. in unitards on unicycles. You just described seeing butt fuckings in the streets did, like yeah. every day. <laughs> I did. That city was, not, and then in the 90s, it was nothing but butt fucking. And like, it was so rad. And like, gay guys doing meth and butt fucking was everywhere. They had to have billboards telling guys to stop doing meth and butt fucking. That's how much fun it was then. So this is odd for me to live somewhere just real, you know, real. Like, um, it was really, it was really nice to just sit there and like, nobody's in show business. So you don't hear these retarded conversations that you normally hear in LA. And, you know, like Austin's cool because it's a little weird, but it's not as weird as LA. We're like everybody's vegan or they you know there's like oat milk like that's an option when you go to starbucks here like oat milk like who the fuck i don't even know what oat milk are you saying is. there's no oat milk in austin i think there is in austin but like texas <laughs> i doubt that like a da dallas probably no you know so. <laughs> and you guys are moving with us i mean the whole crew is going y'all 
Hell yeah, dog. I mean, are you nervous? Because you're, you're a lifelong Angelino too, Nadav. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, when we were playing around with the idea that we were going to move, I was like... Because I've always thought I was going to live and die in L.A. I'm like, Same. there's no reason to leave. Like, even right now, as we're talking, the ghetto birds overhead. Right. And it's oddly comforting. It's super comforting. Yeah, it's the heli- it's a helicopter. You're like, LAPD. someone's doing their job outside. <laughs> <laughs> Some criminal is getting tracked down right now, and that feels normal. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't even need to worry about thinking of moving, because I know that Christina is going to have a much harder time leaving L.A. than I will. <laughs> really? And you think so? I thought so. And then the next time you came in, you're like, so, who's ready to move to Austin? I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I know because the thing is I've visited I've been there a few times now and like just hanging out with people and and seeing how the locals are and it it's just a whole different energy and it's such a good positive it's like there's only two million people versus LA which is like a million million people how many people have 14 million fucking assholes and cars here yeah something like that yeah it's just just the space of it you're like oh my goodness I'm excited, though, because I know anytime I visited somewhere um, and we were on a freeway, they'd always like say, like, say, like, oh, sorry about the traffic. Hilarious. And, like, I have no idea what they're talking about. I can't wait to apologize for non-existent traffic. <laughs> I'm looking the most forward to that. Oh, yeah. Whenever I hear, um, like, when I'm with Austin people, they're always like, ooh, the traffic is just getting terrible. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay, fuck why, yeah, traffic. You haven't seen traffic in your life until you've seen the 405. Or, yeah, they don't know what traffic is, and they all claim they do. Um, so that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to that. And um, I was going to tell you so. Like, you know, because, like, my kid's in school, but I haven't really I haven't really gotten to experience mom drama yet. And, um, like, I, I so want to. Like, I kind of got to a little early, like, get a peek into what the moms are like and what's going on. But uh, because of, you know, we're not allowed to drop the kids off physically. You just go in a line and then the teacher comes. So I don't get to have that much interaction with the other moms. <laughs> and uh, that's so rad. So, you know, the school had to close down because of, there's a COVID. Everyone's got it. So they were like, we're going to close the school. We're going to test the kids and then we're going to reopen. And why is there always that one and you know what I'm talking about, moms listening, like the one crazy mom who's like, who's just not accepting of the status quo, you know, who can't fathom that maybe there's a reason that shit's happening the way it is. And it's not like a personal vendetta, you know, like, uh, I frankly, like the email is always like, frankly, I'm upset and disturbed by the school's decision to close. I mean, can't they take care of this issue? And you know, like they're trying to reason. Right. Like it's a it's it's a slight against them personally. Yeah. Like, sweetie, we all sweetie. Like we all have we all would love for our kids to go to school, believe me. And don't you oh. think oh, and don't you think that the the administration wants to get back in there and make their money too? Like it's a private school. Um, but I had this I realized this so clearly, you know, before I had children or as right when I had children, I had made this assumption that like, once you have a kid, it's like being a stand up comic, you know, you, when you're a stand up comedian and not a fucking, and, and don't get me wrong, not when I say stand up, I mean a stand up. Okay. I'm talking about motherfuckers like me, uh, the goddamn Marines of comedy. Okay. We are the seal team six of, of the comedy world. We will get up at 4am, fly across the country, uh, wake up at 
fucking 5 a.m. the next day, do press, and then uh, perform for roomfuls of strangers. And that, that, that. So when I mean and understand a comedian, I have so much respect for them. You know, I'm like, that's, that's it, homie. We're in the trenches together. I know what you go through. I respect you. Even if I don't like your act, I would never talk shit on another stand-up. And that's not the same for, like, comic actors. So people listening don't know. Like, if you're just, like, a sitcom actor, like, go fuck yourself. You're not really a comic, okay? Like, oh, I make silly faces and I can memorize other people's lines. It's not the same thing. Or, like, sketch comedy. Okay, go fuck yourself. It's like you and ten people and you say one funny thing every five minutes. It's not the same, you know? I mean, do you agree, Nadav? It's a little fucking ridiculous. I mean, it's hard for me God. to really have... I mean, I'm on the outside, too, you know? Like, I'm not... Yeah, they're, they're indoor cats. They're pussies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> when I um, when I had a child, I thought, well, surely being in these trenches means something. And that when I would meet another mother, that we would look each other in the eye and we would know. We would just know. Like, yeah, dude, I spent nine months with this thing growing in me. Yeah, dude, I have hemorrhoids. Yeah, dude, I piss my pants every time I cough. Yeah, dude, I've had my vag cut and stitches put in. Like, we share something half the population will never understand. You'd think that's what happens. <laughs> you have a kid that automatically you transform into, like, this cool, cool bond. And, like, it's it's just not the case. Because what I've really understood is that motherhood and moms are much like high school, where, like, in high school, there's, like, people who get it and then there's people who don't there's like the cheerleaders there's the goths there's the hessians there's like the cholas there's the nerds it's all the same it's like factions of people and uh but that doesn't mean you know i try not to talk shit about the other factions i guess i just try to find the good ones the cool moms well you're listening to this you're clearly on my team you're clearly a, a cool mom cool yeah moms. yeah for sure man for sure um so anyway, that was my epiphany, reading these email chains. And, and, and it's great to see how different moms respond. Like some moms will get on board and share the outrage. I, I agree. What is happening? Should we send emails to the administration? Like, oh, oh my boy. God. Yeah, like leave them alone. Like You don't think it's hard for them to. Oh, man. wait, you're just on a thread where yeah. every mom is just oh, replying yeah. all? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. What, what a nightmare. <laughs> yes and no, because I enjoy the drama. I enjoy spoken, I mean, sorry, typed drama. Oh, yeah. So much. Oh, I love that shit. I live for it, yeah. Especially because you can really tell someone's level of cray-cray by the, like how they type and how they use punctuation. If there's a lot of it. Exclamation mark! Exclamation point! Like, oh, this bitch is out of her mind. Right, and you're like a paragraph down, and you're like, I don't think I've seen a period. Yet. Yo, what yeah, the fuck, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or if it's too long, you're like, there's no reason for you to write a dissertation on why. Just to, like keep it short. I understand you're upset. I get it. Yeah. Or like, or no um, regard for capitalization of letters. That makes me like, wow wow, the degradation of the English language now, which, you know, I, I just love seeing people's outrage. It's so, mental illness really shows itself, itself in emails, as I know, because I go through uh, two podcasts, three podcasts, <laughs> as does Zolo. Uh, usually you can tell right away who's absolutely crazy by the length 
the lack of punctuation or the excessive amount of punctuation that a human uses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like before I meet any of the classroom moms, I should have to be on an email thread with them so that I can be like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, Colleen, out of her fucking mind. Stay away from Colleen. That's uh, Jasper's mom. Yeah. Oh, that's another one. When people sign off, this one makes me want to puke. Yeah. And they go, yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm uh, fucking Reagan's mom. I'm Christina in parentheses. Um, Alice's mom, like. Wait, like it's it's like sincerely Alice's mom. And then in parentheses, you write your real name. No, the opposite. Like it'll be like, yeah, like. Oh, but I mean, Christina. then it kind of it kind of helps you connect, though, doesn't it? It's just like, oh, all that's right, true. that's so and so's mom. That's true. Maybe I'm being a dick here. But yeah. if they did that outside of school emails, that's fucking weird. That's a hundred percent pure insanity. And, and women do. I've seen what? Facebook. <laughs> I've seen Facebook profiles where a girl is like a per. She's like a person. And then she'll have a kid, and then it'll the Facebook name will change to so and so's mommy, and you're like, wait, what? Like you're still a person, bro. Like you're just a mother, but you're not. Ugh. That's when you know. Yeah, like yeah, I'm you know Skylar's mommy. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, when they lose, when you see it, like uh, one of your friends turn into a parent, and like all their Yo. like their sense of identity just turns into, hey, I'm a parent now. That's and, it, and that's what I am. That's it. It's like, oh, that's see, too bad. We lost another good one. But know? that's the thing is that that's that's what this podcast was about because I I it's so consuming to become a parent. It's not even by choice. Like just because you're so invested in keeping this life alive, and you know if you're not consumed by it, you're just a, you're a shitty parent in the beginning, anyways. Because there's so little, they need you so much. So it was like this thing for me to find out my identity moving into this new space of who am I? Who am I? And I can't just be a mother. I think that's really not healthy for anybody. To right. ju- That's so much pressure for a kid to be like, you're just my everything. <laughs> Mommy doesn't have any joy without you. That's not good either. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you want to be able to like, yeah, you should set a good example too of like, hey, moms can do other shit. They can, women can be, you know, CEOs or comedians or whatever, lawyers. Doctors, yeah, absolutely they can. Right? To show your boys that women yeah. are smart Because it's not like your identity is just like, hey, uh, your name is mom, but also sometimes people could call you Christina. It's like, it's or the Christine. other way around. Right, right. <laughs> Christ- it's, it's Mostly. you are Christina and you're also a mom. Right. You know? Yes, because I'm. Yeah, because people are, aren't just one thing all the time, right? Right. It's yeah. constantly changing. Like, I'm not the same person I was at the beginning of 2020. Like, oh I my think gosh. every month you change. Dude, don't, I don't feel like 2020. Has it broken us yet? I think it broke me in <sighs> December. I was broken. Yeah, homie. <laughs> I think we're all broken. Doc. Are we? <laughs> I know. How are we going to? I was like, I was wondering. I was talking to my shrink. I'm like, how are we going to repair? I, I don't know. If, should we just take a group vacation? Like, should we do a YMH vacay? Would you guys come? <sighs> Don't threaten me with a good time, homie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, let's go to Barbados, dog. Ah, Crossfados, Barbados. We can get faded. Let's get so fucking faded, dog. Maybe we need to do that. Like, take a YMH. You know what I will say about Chelsea Handler? I worked for her for a few years on her show. And she would take the, the crew, the cast, on these vacations. I mean, I was never invited, Ooh. but I think. <laughs> I was about to say, give me Not all the me. details, baby. Not me, but I know she was very generous with those that were in the the core team. So she How was long very would they generous. Go for? 
I think they would go for like a week, dude. God damn. Yeah, she was very generous. And also with her touring, she was very generous with her openers. So, yeah, very kind. I have always taken that as a wonderful example. Like, oh, that's that's really classy of her. That was very cool. And she took care of Chewy. I know that, that she bought him a car and stuff when he was, yeah, her sidekick. Ooh. So, hey, kudos okay. to you, Chelsea Handler. Classy broad. Very classy. Okay, Chelsea. Okay, Miss Handler. Uh, yeah, let's take a vacay. Ugh. I know. How are we going to? And I and I hear, too, like, gosh, are the kids going to go back to school next year? I sure hope so. Who knows? It's just a wild ride. This year's been a wild ride. Well, it sounds like the kids got it the easiest, right? They did. They get they get it the easiest in terms of immunity. Right. Very little. Immunity. Like, they don't, you know, feel all the symptoms as hard as, like, no. adults do if they do get it. Um, Juju didn't even get it. Hot damn. And Juju's vulnerable is two and a half. Ellis literally one night was like, I feel tired. And then he fell asleep. I gave him like Motrin and he woke up fine. So, oh, man, praise God, man. Man, I wish I was a kid again. Huh? <laughs> do you? You want to start over? You don't want to do childhood again, do you? Oh, I'd love to. I'd love it if the only thing I had to worry about was the homework they assigned at the end of second I, grade, you know? I know. It's like, oh, you got to read. Uh, what is it? Uh <sighs> I don't know, to kill a mockingbird. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, whatever the fuck. <laughs> in second grade, yeah, that's like ninth grade. Yeah. To kill a mockingbird. Did you even read it? Be honest. You uh, did the Cliff Notes. Yeah, it was the Cliff Notes. <laughs> I didn't understand the whole thing. It was, what? Like, I didn't, it was just like, who needs to read a whole entire book when I could just, you know, read one sentence per chapter? See, I think that's what's wrong with uh, society. I think this is what happened. Yeah, reading's dumb. Cliff Notes. <laughs> Except now people can just Google it. Like you could, you don't have to read any books. You can just go ahead and get the Cliff's Notes on the internet. Right. You can watch a video where some guy tells you every chapter. That's what I do. That is crazy. How do they even test kids now? Because you can so cheat on everything. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, there's super creative ways to do it too. Yeah, right? Like what about papers? I'm sure it's so much easier to buy papers online now. Damn. <sighs> Probably on the black market, yeah. Damn. Go down some alley behind a coffee shop and buy a term paper off someone. I think Zola knows all about that stuff. You do? <laughs> Zola. No. He wouldn't do that. Zolo's too smart. No, he would. Zolo is smart enough to pay someone to do his homework. Yeah, I think Zolo's smart enough to know how to get someone to do it. Yeah, he's a boss. <laughs> he knows everything, like Rick Ross. Now, let's get to the most important part of the show, the Stanky Dick Report with Chris Larson. Now, Chris, last week we noticed... That you had swagger. And I'm really curious about your swag. Uh, what are you wearing today? I haven't seen your outfit, but I, I love your new haircut. Uh, thank you. I'm wearing a shirt with birds on it. I've worn it before, but okay. um, the, I took the jacket off. It's getting hot in here. It's getting hot, yeah. How's the dating? Uh, not great. Why? What honest. happened? Uh, just, I don't know. It's uh, just slowing down. I mean, it's also hard to date date especially if we're moving when in like three months it's you know anything that i would start now is gonna have an expiration date so So what you're saying is you need to reach out to the austin population yeah get something set up before i get there and then just capitalize once i'm there why don't you go ahead to reach out to you chris is that (laughs) (laughs) cee underscore larson on instagram cee underscore larson On Instagram, go ahead and hit him up if you're in the Austin or maybe two hours outside Austin area. Or willing to fly. Or willing to fly. 
Do you like video games? Chris, do you like video games? Uh, Cooking. Yes, I do. He likes exotic foods. Um, yeah, I like... Um, yeah, I like cooking. I like video games. I like board games, nerd shit in general. Nerd shit. Uh, movies, TV, sci-fi, you name it. I love it. Let um, me tell you something, yeah. ladies. Chris Larson is quality. He's a marrying type. He's a sweet guy. He's not going to break your heart. He's probably going to be a great dad. I like you, Chris. So go ahead and fuck him, somebody. Uh, so that's what's happening with me. Let's get into some recapping for the show. Uh, Tom's been sabotaging my shit window lately. For those of you who know, you know that there's a window where you got to make a dookie. And if you don't adhere to your dookie window, you're going to end up constipated and Tom and I fight for the use of our very good Japanese toilet, the Toto. It's a nice one. So we always fight for that one. That's in our bedroom, you know. And I've been having to shit, and then he goes, oh, I have to shit too. And then he'll sabotage me and take it. And he's crippled, so I can't fight him. I can't push him down, even though I joke Wait, about it. If you don't use it, you lose it? You didn't know that? If you miss out on if okay, so especially for kids, Dr. Jessica was telling me that when your kid is like, oh, I feel like I have to poo, and then they don't, that's how they get constipated because there's like a wave, right? The window, your shit window. <sighs> and that's why kids get constipated because they want to keep playing. They don't want to go brown. Homie, I don't think I've ever been constipated. Not, that's for <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's like... Are you crazy? Like, if you say you miss your window, it's just like, all right, dog, I'll just shit later. That's fine. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I did shit later, later in the day, like two... But that, that's annoying. Then I carry around the load all day. I feel bloated and gross. I like the window in the morning, and then I get on with my day. Wait, so if you just don't go in the morning, you have to wait until 2? Yeah, until the until my second wave comes after <sighs> lunch. Yeah, wow. it's a devastation. It's a big time waster. I'm not interested. Hmm. Here's some follow-ups. I knew it. I'd be getting some fucking peanut allergy emails because I was talking smack about the allergy community. Hey, cool guys and Christine. <laughs> My wife and I aren't allergic to anything and she ate all of the popular allergy foods while pregnant. But lo and behold, Satan blessed us with an adorable Gen Alpha baby girl allergic to nuts. Almost all nuts. But you were right about building an immunity. We drove her an hour away once a week for two years to a desensitization specialist. And now as long as she eats a tablespoon of nuts every day, she doesn't have any reactions. Or at least now she won't be on the small bus sitting at the special kids lunch table or attending the R word classroom. Best part is the pediatrician doesn't recognize the holistic desensitization, desensitization treatment. Fucking Hitler's. Thanks for this terrible comment. Beat me, Evan. This is fantastic news, Evan. I'm so happy to hear that that worked. So you say you gave them, a, you gave your baby a tablespoon of nuts every day and she won't have any reactions. You see that shit? It's called, what is it Dr. Drew always calls it in the cognitive behavioral therapy, not immersion therapy, but in order to become stronger, you have to expose yourself, exposure therapy to the, the mm, thing. Yeah. Now, I was talking to Dr. Jessica again, sorry, I bring up a million times because I just spent all this time with her in Austin, but... Uh, she was telling me that, in fact, we did create this allergy shit in kids because what happened was in the medical community, it was believed that 
by not introducing the allergy-inducing foods early in the child's life, you may prevent the allergy. So what happened was we didn't desensitize our children to nuts, to eggs, to strawberries early, and then they developed all these allergies. So it was just backwards thinking. We, We weren't thinking right on that. So that's what happened. And now all these poor kids have peanut allergies when they don't need them. But see, this is it. You got to keep, you got to immerse. It makes you stronger. Resilience. You have to build resilience, not uh, shy away from from that kind of shit. I will say, so I didn't tell you guys this, but uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, Ellis, God damn it. You know, he's five now and he's going to be a little hellion. And he was upstairs in his room. We were downstairs and I just hear him crying. He comes running down the stairs, mouth full of blood dripping all over the carpet. I know. I thought, oh my God, what? It's finally happened. You know, this is the big injury, right? And immediately I'm like, are the teeth there? What happened? You know, he's crying. We go upstairs. I'm like, what happened? Did you fall out of bed? Because I got him a bunk bed, you know, like a whatever, a higher loft bed. Because I like a little danger. I do believe it's okay for, I I assumed he fell off the bed. Um, Teeth were all there. Thank God. But his tooth went through his bottom lip here so he needed to have that glued shut horrible boy yo but we took him to the dentist twice now teeth aren't gonna fall out the teeth are fine thank god and the the lip healed but it turns out he was trying to reach something on top of his bookshelf so he used uh, a little box that wasn't a piece of furniture to stand on lost his balance and clipped the bookcase and i'm like you know what though it's kind of good that something like that happened and he wasn't seriously injured. Because don't you feel like that's the, uh. that's how you tame the badass. You know, like if the badass gets hurt early from something kind of silly, then hopefully, it, does it work with boys or am I stupid in my thinking here that maybe he'll, he'll curtail the reckless behavior if I, he gets scared early? I mean, I, I feel like it, it at least lets him know that he's not invincible, you know, that he could get hurt. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, red, welcome to Redland Skate Park, uh, skate pussy. park pussy, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I just had a flash before me. I was like, oh, this is just the beginning of like a lot more <laughs> bloody. I mean, have you noticed that he's a Fuck. lot more careful now? Fuck no. That's the thing. Well, there you go. You're good, dog. Shit. He's still, he's still climbing on the couch and jumping off this and that. I was like, damn it. Didn't we just bleed? But I guess not. Uh, my youngest pediatrician told me to prevent peanut allergies. You can mix in peanut powder into their baby cereal at least three times a week between the ages of six to nine months. I did that and there are no issues. Not that my other kids have any food allergies. Hope this helps some other mom who doesn't want to raise weirdos with nut allergies. Back <laughs> Weirdos. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, look, you can start giving baby baby uh, solid foods what four or five six months old i think six months is on the right safe side um yeah and that's when i started giving them to my kids a little bit of egg keep the benadryl handy we kept it handy just in case you give them a little bit of egg a little bit of uh, peanut butter they love it a little bit of strawberry so that shit works okay uh deodorant nightmare hey jeans the message this week from the gentleman about the top of the deodorant bottle sparked a memory so this is about when you, oh, oh, right. So we had a Pajitsky effect where this person realized like, y- you know why you get a new deodorant and there's that plastic top? Yeah. You don't have to dig your hands in to pull it out. You can push it up from the bottom and then it'll 
come Whoa. out. Whoa. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> That's what I get for missing a week. <laughs> I know. You do. So you dig your fingers in there to get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been the shittiest part about deodorant. I know. I know. Or you know what I do? I used to do this before I just got like Amazon deodorants, like get like three at once. Um, when I get down to the, bo- the bottom of it, I would just use like the cracked bits and then mash them under my armpits. Did you ever do that where you scoop up like the- Who the fuck hasn't done that? <laughs> Who hasn't done that? And of course, you're always, you know, you're delusional- where you're like, oh, no, there's definitely still some good stuff in here. And then you're just scraping your <laughs> armpit with plastic and you're like rubbing yourself red. And you're like, why, why is my armpit so itchy? It's like, because you're cutting yourself up, homie. <laughs> that was the worst. Right. So instead of scraping, I would dig out the white and then That's mash. insane. <laughs> That's insane, right? Because then your hand gets all super greasy. You're like. Yeah, then you need to wash your hands. Yeah, it's, it's so horrible. Like, why didn't I just buy three deodorants at once and then you just have them? Anyway. Three at once, huh? Yeah, like when I go to Amazon now, I, I just buy three. It comes in a pack of three. Yeah, homie, you don't have to fucking you know think you about do? it. Get yeah. a 12 pack from Kirkland. Doc. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. You're always in that Kirkland life, homie. I live that Kirkland life, dude. I live and breathe <laughs> it. I sleep it. I eat it. I fucking everything Kirkland, homie. So you go to Costco like once a, a year or something? What are you doing? Yeah. I buy a one year supply once a year of everything I need. <laughs> you just blew my mind up. Yeah, homie. It's like, because think of everything you get from Costco. That shit doesn't expire. You think, you think that deodorant's going to go bad before you use it? God, you're right. I've never seen an expiration date on one of those speed sticks. Never. So you go with like a forklift and you just buy like something. Nah, you Instacart it, homie. Come on, Doug. You can Instacart Costco. What? No, Christina. Wait, what? Nah, you're better than this. You knew that. Who am I? You knew that, Christina. I did not know that. Okay. Wait, do I need a card? Do I need the card to do that? The yeah, Costco you card. You just need an Instacart account, homie. You didn't know this. No, I feel like the stupidest person that ever lived. Yeah, First, maybe. I've been mispronouncing ambidextrous <laughs> for 44 years. I've been saying ambidextrous. And now you're telling me I can Instacart Costco and not have a membership to do so? Yeah, homie. And guess what else they deliver? Motherfucker. Booze, homie. Bro. Bulks amounts of booze. My whole life has been... A, and I thought I was doing convenience shopping by Amazoning it. And you're just telling me I could just do a big, like a massive Costco run yeah, once dog. on Instacart. Yes, you're spending the Instacart fee, but then you're it's done. Totally worth it. And no boxes every yeah. fucking two weeks. Yeah, Doug. You get someone else to wait in that crazy Costco line for you. God damn. You don't need to do that shit. Time is money. I can't believe you haven't shared this with me this whole time. I feel like I might have. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we might have no, even I, said this earlier on, uh, no, on a Where My Mom's At. No, because I w- it didn't register, or maybe it didn't register. Super smart Chris Larson is telling me that we have shared this. Yeah, on, but uh, not this detail. Not in this, not to where it's resonating. Chris is shaking his head. <laughs> Chris, it's been a traumatic year. <laughs> I don't have much of a memory. I think I have Alzheimer's. I think I have holes in my brain from trauma from this year. Fuck. Is our president impeached? Okay. <sighs> okay, okay. So here's a deodorant bottle memory. I was in college and visited one of my older sisters over a break. One evening, she pulls out a plastic grocery bag full of empty deodorant bottles. <laughs> she wanted to use forks to scrape slash poke the deodorant. <laughs> 
out of the bottom of plastic part of all the bottles. We spent a couple hours doing this, despite me telling her I would be happy to buy her several bottles if she really needed it. She admitted to me a couple years later that it was not worth the time and effort for half a bottle of deodorant. Well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I actually super relate to that. I'm a cuz I'm I'm a I'm a bar soap dude, right? Oh, I like that too, yeah. And whenever I get close to the bottom of it, oh. I never throw it out. I'm just like, "No, nah, I'm going to save, you know, this like little tiny sliver of bar soap. I might need that later." And then they all just stack up on top of each other. And then you get enough of those, you got another whole fucking Full bar soap at so that point. So I've tried this method. Mm-hmm. I've tried the, adding the sliver to my existing. Yeah. It's it's worked. No, yeah. It's it, worked, it yeah. Definitely. But it's, then, it's but then gross, though. It is gross. <laughs> and then also what you realize is you're like, what, is a bar of soap fucking $10,000? <laughs> no, homie. You got a fucking year supply from Costco delivered the other day. You're fine. Just get a new bar. <laughs> I know. Why? Why? And it's so funny because I've had to convince Tom that it's okay to buy like 10 bars of soap at once. Because <laughs> I, I think it's counterintuitive. You're like, you can't do that. Like, yeah, you can. Right. Yes, cause, you can. Because you're like, wait, but what if I die before we use all yeah, this you, soap? You're not. <laughs> just someone else takes it. God. Your fucking sister inherits it or whatever. Okay. We were talking about media mail last time. Media mail. Very helpful. I'm a part-time reseller on eBay, and I sell a lot of books and vintage sheet music. All of that goes at super heavy, at, sorry, at super cheap media rate. It goes by weight, but even shipping for a heavy book is only a few bucks. It's a great way to ship gifts that qualify. But don't be stingy. Video games and comic books do not qualify. Neither do come choose or all the browns that you have saved in your basement. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Thanks for that. Solo. I mean, come on. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm curious as to how media mail works. Like, how did that start? Why is it so cheap to to mail um, books and things by weight? It's, it's counterintuitive. You think they'd be charging you hundreds of dollars, but I, I don't know. I'm assuming it's to help out students. But what do I know? Uh, this is in uh, reply to episode 80, where a caller realized she could buy moving boxes to pack her thing in. I know. She's like, I didn't know you could just buy a moving box. <laughs> I didn't know either until 2008, I think. Next time, call your local grocery store and ask if they would save boxes for you to pick up. Most of the time, the overnight stockers will just put their boxes to the side instead of crushing it in the compactor and you can pick it up the next day. No need to pay for boxes. Jacqueline, that is a very good tip. Thank you, Jacqueline. Because I agree, there's nothing worse in my mind, than paying for uh, for boxes to move. It feels like those should be given away free for some reason. That and toilet paper. Why are we paying for that? You could get all that at Kirkland Costco, you know? Shut the fuck up. You're the worst. Also, I would say ask your friends to save their Amazon boxes because I start doing that too when I know there's a move coming up. Hold on. What? How expensive are boxes? They can be expensive. Is it $10,000 for a pack of boxes? <laughs> no, but I feel like it's such a waste. You're like, I, I have to buy boxes for this shit. But it's like. You throw them right away. It's but what horrible. takes more effort? Like uh, buying like a, a pack of boxes or like activating your phone tree to see who has spare boxes? One of those is definitely easier. Why are you making all kinds of sense today? I'm a smart boy. 
Why are you making sense today? You normally don't make this much sense. What's going on? Maybe it's because I took, you know, maybe it's because I was off last week and just all my WMMA brain cells are just firing off. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because there's also the effort involved. And, and and the older I get, the less effort I want to put into things. So I'm like, I'll just buy it. I right. don't care. Yeah, and imagine sure. what imagine what you sound like to your friends when you call them. You're like, <laughs> hey, do you, uh, do you have any spare boxes? Or, you know, it's like. Well, fuck, look at Jacqueline. She's proud of it. Don't, don't talk shit. God, you're so shit Actually, rich. no, you're right. It's, Richie, it's rich. your resourceful. You know, because not everyone Ouch. could afford, you know, to yeah. get new boxes. It's, it's, if, it's wor- if it's worth it, then it's not stupid. You know? Well, I will tell you, I just hate the waste of boxes. It's like Christmas trees, you know? You buy them, you use them for such a short time, and then they're out on the corner. It's like you just put them on the street again. It's like, dude, this sucks. I'm sure they're recyclable. Like, you recycle right. those boxes. But it just feels like the biggest waste. You know what actually blew my mind? I didn't realize that they made boxes for this because, like, once we started talking about moving to Austin, I was just like, oh, man, moving clothes is going to be a whole thing. Like, my jackets, like, the, <laughs> the nice clothes and stuff. Yeah. There's moving boxes for yes. hanging clothes. Yes, you get their boxes that are large rectangular, and there's a bar in them. And Holy put shit. put your hanging clothes. I know. The future's now. <sighs> if you have a moving company that comes, yeah. You can rent them from the moving company. It's great. Wild. Maybe they could rent the boxes from the moving company. I'd rather do that There's than waste. There's the move. There's the move. Borrow the boxes. Borrow. Yes. There has to be a box rental company. Ooh. Ooh. I am smelling some money on the table, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> your little, your, your Jew things are my tingling. Little, my little J thought. My J senses are on fire Yeah. Right now. <laughs> there has to be a box rental for people that are environmentally conscious. All right, let's do some voicemail follow-ups. What's in the voicemails? Hi, Mommy. My name's Jennifer. I'm a first-time mom. Mm-hmm. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, I just heard the uh, email you read off about the goth mom who wants to name her kid whatever the hell she wants to name it, and that she's already getting crap from her family. Well, my husband and I have already encountered this problem. We are huge Star Wars fans, nerds, like just all-around weirdos. And so people have already been trying to name our child due in February and been trying to ask the names. And it absolutely irritates my husband to no end because he knows no matter what we choose that they are definitely going to criticize it, poop on it. So we have made a strict policy, much to the um, detriment of our relationships, and said we're absolutely not going to reveal the name until the baby is born. And we uh, actually made a game at the baby shower where everybody put their guest in a jar with their name on it. We sealed it, and we're not going to look at it until he's born, and then people can be right, wrong, whatever, but they can't criticize leading up to what he's named, because once he's named, he's named. So that was my idea for um, sort of getting rid of that stigma about everybody trying to guess names all the time. Uh, Love the show again. Thanks. Bye. Good for you. Congratulations on the bebay. Yeah, I don't know. People want to bum you out about your, such a personal decision to uh, what you're naming your kid as if their opinion means anything to you. Uh, yeah, I remember when uh, I was pregnant with my first kiddo and we went to go visit my dad and I told uh, Tom was with me and it was my dad and some girlfriend, of course. And um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was like, it was like it was like 12 weeks pregnant. I was like, Dad, I'm pregnant. And he's like, this is great. You know what's a good name? Arthur, which is his name. (laughs) 
<laughs> we're like wait that's your name he's like it's such a good name and so many people compliment me for this name over the years we're like but that's just your why don't you just tell me you want me to name the kid after you <laughs> he's like it's a good name strong masculine name like oh my god <laughs> arthur could you imagine it's actually yeah well anyway so that that's cool yeah, I don't know why people love to dream crush that shit, but they do. So keep it, you're smart. Keep it under wraps until that baby comes out and then they're not going to insult you to your face once the baby's there. Okay, what other follow-up? Let's do the other one. All right, we got one more. Oh. Hi, Jeans. My name is Rachel. I'm from Virginia. I was actually calling because I was listening to the episode last week where Katie recommended the book Walking on Eggshells. Oh, yeah. I started listening to the book on tape um, and... I started to worry that maybe I had some of those borderline traits that my mom had, but I'm kind of like figuring that maybe I just observed her behavior and mimicked it because that's all I knew because I grew up with a single mom. Christina, I'd love to hear if you can relate or if you had any similar experience when you first learned that your mom had borderline. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jeans. Keep them high and tight. You got it. And I'll tell you what, first of all, Walking on Eggshells is the book uh, about people with borderline personality disorder it's a wonderful wonderful guide if you suspect that somebody you are related to married to whatever might have borderline personality disorder stop walking on eggshells it's a fantastic book it's it'll give you some insight into the borderline personality traits and what it feels like to be around someone with borderline personality disorder so uh that being said the fact that you even left that voicemail uh concerned that you might have these traits leads me to believe that you may not. <laughs> um, because most of the time, unfortunately, people with BPS, borderline personality disorder, BPSD, don't often, um, it's usually, they don't really have an awareness that they themselves might be borderline or that they might be affecting other people until they're in treatment. So, but uh, yeah, so what does happen too, unfortunately, you're absolutely correct in that if you're raised by a borderline, chances are you may have a, inherited some borderline-like traits. It Sometimes, yeah, borderlines raise other borderlines. From what I understand, I'm not a therapist. But it might be worth looking into. You should definitely get into counseling either way if you grew up with a borderline parent because uh, yeah, it definitely affects you in ways that um, you're not even cognizant of. You gotta, You gotta kind of have to... You have to get rewired because there's a lot of stuff that you grew up with that's just not healthy uh, or conducive to a happy life. You need somebody to guide you through the restructuring of how you should, you, you got to think healthy. So yeah, there you go. You know, one day I'll do an episode on uh, borderline mom stuff. How about that? I'll, I'll, I'll bring like Katie in so I can have her uh, be the counterpoint to what I'm talking about. Mark that down. Okay. Mark that down. Okay. I'll walk through it with you guys because I get a lot of questions about what it was like growing up with a borderline mom, blah, blah, blah. Not fun. <laughs> uh, not fun. Exhausting. Um, but yeah, get into therapy and I'm proud of you for even acknowledging it. And like I said, if you're, people will be like, am I a narcissist? If you're asking the question, chances are you're not. <laughs> Very good point, James. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You know what we haven't done in so long is what, what would Christina P do? Ooh. Uh, speaking of narcissism, as if I have any right to tell anybody anything. You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? Okay. Are you ready, guys? This is for boys, too. 
Someone I know told me he won't sleep in the same bed if a girl is on her period. He said it's a woman's time and she should be alone. This baffled my brain and he couldn't understand it where I understood. Have you ever heard of this? I understand men not enjoying sex during, but to even be near her, I thought it was really upsetting. What would you do if you were a man who felt that way? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Nadav, mm -hmm. in the Orthodox Jewish community. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We send them to the fucking mikvah. Mikvah, yeah. which I love. Listen, I'm <laughs> all for the mikvah. I am all for. But, but do they separate? They sleep in separate beds, right, when they're menstruating? I think the orthos do like they're all sorts of crazy. It's um, yeah, it's like you're unclean. Go go wash yourself off and don't come back till you're clean. That's that's I love it. how they do. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I wish... Would you like it if Tom sent you away every time you were? I would. Yeah, you know what I would love is if I when I was pregnant I would get sent away to a spa for nine months, and then if I had my when I had my my period if I get sent to like a spa yurt. You know, like they they send the women to the yurt to menstruate. That's what, in some cultures, but I wouldn't mind it. What's a yurt? Is that like a teepee? <laughs> Google a yurt. <laughs> there's like they're like menstruation huts in some tribal communities. They'll send the woman off to the menstruation yurt. <laughs> See a menstruation hut. <laughs> that actually looks kind of nice. It's <laughs> kind of nice. It's there's an Afghan one, so in Afghanistan. Maybe not this one. Uh, that one. <laughs> Google go back to the explanation of a menstruation yurt. I love this thing. A menstruation hut is a place of seclusion or isolation used by certain cultures with strong chum. No, go, go, go. Open the whole thing. God. Scroll up. With strong, certain cultures with strong menstrual taboos. The same or a similar structure may be used for childbirth or postpartum confinement based on the beliefs around ritual impurity these huts are usually built near the family home have small doors and are often dilapidated with poor sanitation and ventilation and no windows well i'm saying the four seasons yurt may i be sent to the four seasons menstruation hut <laughs> oh my god and then massage. this is okay I'm so what parts of the world we're looking picture at picture over here oh there you go juice a, a nida hut a mm -hmm. uh, mergem gogo at the jewish village of umbober mm -hmm. in northern ethiopia in 1976 mm -hmm. so uh we've been sending ladies to uh to period huts for <laughs> for decades <laughs> and it sounds like the jews are huge proponents so congratulations nadav Thank you. Oh, thank you. The Nepali version, they, the Nepalese do it as well, it looks like. So it seems to be a negative cultural attitude towards menstruation. <laughs> Go figure. So maybe your friend um, has some negative cultural, I don't know, you don't mention his cultural background, but that could possibly be what's going on. Now, I like the idea of a mikvah. This is what the Orthodox Jewish women do. After they're done with their menstruation, they go to essentially, it's a hot tub, right? Yeah, it's like a giant hot tub where I love everyone with their periods, they all just go into the tub. And I think you're at the end of the, your period's done. Or I not. mean, I've never really looked into it. Th those rules never really applied to me. So I was like, ah, I don't need another um, shit. <laughs> I think it's when your period's done and then it's like a rebirth and you're born again. The water cleanses you and now you're ready to ovulate. So it's a symbol that she's done with that cycle. 
here's the new cycle of you know possible pregnancy i think that's the point and right. then you may rejoin your husband after you see the mikvah yeah right you rush to go home and to be fruitful and multiply because jews it. do not believe in fucking for sport it's got to be for function is that right the catholics are the same yeah i mean it's like it's be fruitful and multiply is like rule number one in in the in just the orthodox but can can regular jewish people use oh no like normal jews do that too we know that our numbers are dwindling you know it's like yeah i know go make more jays but they but the church doesn't tell you like you have to uh you can use birth control right and we call it synagogue but um sorry (laughs) (laughs) wait so you're priest um yeah (laughs) your pastor i mean yeah i don't i don't think they're not yelling at you it's like hey fucking no condoms homie you know go in that shit rot no no rabbi is saying that stuff the rabbi says go raw dogging (laughs) like nadav you think maybe you should not wear a condom um (laughs) but no like that's what like that's what the birthright trips are all about you know it's about to meet the it's about sending young jays to go meet other young jays and hopefully they all couple up i love it the point of those trips and i heard jewish summer camp is very fun for that too oh yeah (laughs) that's you guys just hook up at jewish summer camp yeah fuck city homie that's so rad that is so rad catholics do not have something that fun we did not uh that's so cool i think i'm converting i told you i made matzo ball soup uh, two days ago. Yeah, homie, I think you're more Jewish than me. <laughs> you know, it's the only thing I feel like I ha- I have anosmia from COVID now since December 20th. I haven't tasted or smelled anything. The only thing I want to eat is matzo ball soup, tomato soup, Ugh. grilled cheese sandwiches. That's it. And I'm on the COVID diet now. I'm down eight pounds. Hell yeah, it's homie. It's the best. So riding, baby. No, no alcohol, and I've lost weight. So thank you, COVID. Congratulations. Thank you, COVID blessings. COVID blessings. Okay. Um, we also have a voicemail. Oh, let's the... hear it. Let's go to the mikvah. Doidle, hey, doidle, doidle. Uh, my name is Emily. I am a sort of new listener located in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, Tempe. My call is uh, what would Christina do? So my daughter is 11 years old and started going through puberty, started at a period, and now is telling me that she is bisexual. So um, I'm also bisexual. She said she relates to me because she's the same as me. Um, So I'm just wondering, like, what would you do? I know you're a boy mom, but, you know, girl mom situation. (laughs) Of course. Uh, What would you do if your sons came to you and Mm. said they were bisexual or they were gay at uh, 11 years old? So uh, looking forward to hearing. And, yeah. Looking forward to seeing you in Phoenix in uh, May. I mean, April. <laughs> Yay. Uh, tight. Yeah. Thanks, Jean. Well, you know, 11, I'm trying to think back to what 11 sexuality felt like. I definitely liked boys. I definitely was. No, you're, because what is 11? Uh, fifth grade? Yeah, fifth grade, sixth grade. You're starting to have uh, awakenings. Um, you said that you yourself are bisexual. Do you think that your daughter might just want to be emulating mommy? Is there some element of that? I don't know, because you said she has her period. Is she trying to identify with you as the female figure in her life? And so maybe she's saying that stuff, not really comprehending. Is I Possibly, maybe, I don't know. Um, if my kid said they were gay or bisexual, fantastic. What I would say is you're 11. Uh, 
that's wonderful that you you uh, feel like you sharing you're sharing that with me. That's great. I'm proud of you. Great. Let's explore it. And what's wonderful about that is that now she can explore that side of her sexuality. That's all it is. I think, you know, and I think I think right now this obsession with labeling ad nauseum, you know, I'm a demisexual, I'm a gorgon sexual, I'm a gorgonzola sexual, I'm a Barbie sexual. That's I guess it's good and it's bad, right? Because that way kids can identify uh these inclinations. On the other hand, we want the the, the incessant labeling I think also reduces one's sexuality. But I'm a bisexual, I have to be this way, or I'm a heterosexual, I think this this way. And then they feel guilty or weird about going outside of the label that they've assigned. So I don't even think sexuality is able to be, uh, you know, labeled and cut and dry, especially at 11, my God, or 12 or 16 or 15 or 20. You know, I think it all it all goes fluid, especially for girls. There are studies. uh, There's a great book called Sexual Fluidity. They studied female sexuality. And indeed, it turns out that women's sexual Identity is fluid over the course of their lifetime. Some women might be fully lesbian in their 20s and then end up uh, heterosexual in their 30s. They might be bisexual in college or, you know, old. they might turn bisexual later, be gay later, whatever. And so women can be more fluid. I don't know. Then again, that book was written <laughs> 10 or 15 years ago. I don't know what the studying is now. Um, I, but I would play it cool. If my kids said, hey, I'm, I'm gay, I'm bi play it cool because who gives a shit thank god at the end of the day and uh thanks for sharing and we'll support you and explore have fun right but be safe and explain all the uh the safety measures that somebody needs to take at that age god i wish we could uh, give boys birth control uh just involuntarily but not yet right that's the only thing I worry about is pregnancy and std sti is what they call them now right yeah i don't think we could do that yet I wish we could, I wish we could turn on reproduction like a switch, you know, like okay, I'm ready. Now I'm fertile versus like fertile at 13. Right. It's so crazy. Do we have another one or no? No, now uh, it's chemo. Nope, no more voicemails. Okay, advice on postpartum. I have a 15-month-old and a 1-month-old. Ooh, girl. Needless to say, this shit is hard. The postpartum depression has really sunk in and the other day I was bawling my eyes out, poor baby. When my older kid noticed, she brought me a Christmas ornament and gave me a kiss. This was incredibly sweet, but it made me feel guilty like I'm putting my emotions on her. As someone who was emotionally and instrumentally parent parentified uh, and constantly having to gauge the mood of my parents to survive, I'm really trying to not do that to my kids. But I also don't want them to think that crying is a bad thing. Not sure how to balance that. Any advice would help. Piss on me, beat me, cat. Cat, I have the exact same problem. I deal with it um, with my shrink all the time. Um, exact same problem. Um, so here's what my shrink says. <laughs> uh, that you're, you're absolutely right. Like you already know, cat. You wrote to me. This is exactly the right uh, thing. You, you may cry. You may show emotion in front of your kids. I think it's healthy that they see you cry. Um, it's healthy that they see you lose your shit. It's healthy that they see you get angry and, and experience the full range of emotions. Otherwise, you know, you see these fucking weird white people, these waspy families that just drink alcohol all the time and they never talk to each other or share feelings. That shit is weird and you don't want to be that. So, um, just the fact like, again, you're concerned with parentifying your children. I highly doubt you're doing it, 
people that do that behavior have no clue they're doing that. And you clearly have um, a sensitivity to that, which is why even just crying in front of your kids freaks you out. And I'm the same exact way because I was a parentified child as well. And I'm really sensitive. Um, but I, oh, oh, so here's another thing my shrinky dink said about that. So the, the kid who feels parentified will do things like uh, linger around you because they're trying to, they're clinging to you. Like if this is not just a one instance, I mean, in general, they will be clinging to you. They will try to lift your spirits more than just once. This is a cute gesture. This is a human gesture. And in fact, you're teaching your young child how to be human and comfort somebody, which is really sweet. But they will try to cheer you up a lot, right? They will constantly be trying, hey, mommy, are you okay? Because they're checking on you. So that's how you can tell that your kid uh, is being parentified. And that's, I'm not saying more than just a one-time incident. I'm saying it's um, persistent, that they're clingy and they try to cheer you up a lot, is what my shrink said. So I don't think you're doing that here. And I'm so sorry, a 15-month-old and a one-month-old sounds crazy hard. And I hope you're getting some help. I know it's so hard with this COVID thing to have people come into your house and help you, but God, I hope you have help. And it will pass, I promise you. It will pass. It gets easier. And the good news is two kids actually gets easier than one. I'm at that phase now. Uh, two and a half and five, <laughs> way easier than ever before having two children. Now that they can bro down. And I just bought them toy guns, the two of them. So now Hell today yeah. they're shooting the shit out of each other in the house. It is great. Now they can fuck off and play together. And it's it gets way, way better when they can entertain each other. So hang in there, girl. Cat, you're almost... You know, you're, you're going to be there soon. You're not almost there. You're at the be very beginning, but <laughs> you'll be okay, I promise. Um, here's a cool thing. Somebody named their daughter uh, after YMH. First time, long time. Just wanted to share that my triple D slut wife and I just had our first little jeans and have already implemented a bunch of tips and tricks from the show and other mommies. She is named... After her great-grandmother, Georgine, and maternal grandfather, Eugene, but as an homage to the show, we spelled it correctly, Everly Jean, J-E-A-N. Thanks for all the laughs, Seth and Ashley. Thank you, Seth and Ashley. And I hope you tell Jean uh, how she got her name, because that's really special. It's really... <laughs> that's crazy. I've seen people change their license plates <laughs> to FGTRTD. I've seen... The tattoos of us, I've seen a lot of shit, but naming your kids, that's definitely a first. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that's wild. Just wait until people start naming their kids Nadav. Woof. Zola. <laughs> You're the only Nadav I've ever met. Yeah, me too. It's crazy. Yeah, my parents were really cool for naming me that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your middle name? Do you have a middle? I don't. It's just Nadav? Israelis Nadav. don't really have middle names. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I mean, sometimes Israelis take on Ben, but like that's that just means son of. Mm. Okay. Pretty rad. Yeah. Nadav. What would be the American equivalent? Like Dave? Nadav? Um, uh, I mean, my brother's name's David. That's pretty cool. That's that's Jewish and American. Yeah. I mean, it's the most normal name of the bunch of all my siblings. <laughs> it's We all have pretty fucked up names. Um, what are the other names, first thing? Yael. Yael, I've heard that one before. And Michal. You've heard Yael before? Uh-huh. And growing up in L.A., yeah. Oh, wow. Yael. Mm -hmm. And Michal's cool because, I mean, she could just she went by Michelle for anyone that had a rough time with it. But Nadav is like, just, nah, whatever's close. I'll respond to it, you know? If yeah. it sounds close to it, I'll. <gasps> hey, I just had a Pajitsky effect moment. Uh-oh. Did you know that you can 
change your name. Like, mm, hear me out. Yeah, I'll keep going. <laughs> but you can legally just change your name to whatever you want it to be. Like, if you hate Nadav so much, you can go change your name to Gary or fucking Rick or Steve. I mean, I, I had a Starbucks name for a minute. It used to be Josh. Had to change that once all these Joshes started working here. Yeah. Now Josh's, it's Kevin. Kevin's your Starbucks That's my name. Starbucks name. Would that be your white American guy name? I was actually thinking, like, because uh, I, like, I, I didn't know if I ever wanted to actually be, like, an entertainment, like, a, like an in-front-of-the-camera type person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I've definitely brainstormed some stage names that all sound real TikTok. Like, I... I remember I, I was leaning the hardest towards, and this is stupid. It's all, they're all oh bad. Oh my god, I already really, I already regret starting. I know style. it's okay. I'll share you mine. I'll share mine. Go ahead. Max Cage. That's gay. As well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so embarrassing. Yep, you you find a way to just to get all this stuff out of me that I don't like sharing. <laughs> Oh my god, that was the most embarrassing thing I've ever felt. Thank like, you for thank you for confirming it. that, Christina. <laughs> How old were you when you came up with that? This was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> but here's the thing. Okay, I'll, I'll give you credit. As a YouTuber, mm-hmm. that would be like a perfect YouTuber name. Um, but also, in your defense, anyone that I've pitched that to has called me R word. They're like, that, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. But then that might be why it's so it's memorable. I don't know. I feel like you hear that name and immediately you have an opinion on it. You're just like, fuck. Oh, it's gay as fuck. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, the dude, worst. I think I could agree with that. Okay, so here's, I'll give you my stage name. Yeah, what is it? <sighs> okay. I couldn't do it. Like, I, I felt like such a phony. You know, I was like, forever. I was like, I'm just Christina Pajitsky. Like, I'm a Polak. Deal with it. Like, that's who I am. I can't. And then I just got so sick and tired of it being mispronoun- mispronounced because it is a hard, horrible foreign name. And of course, oh, yeah. you should not be able to pronounce it. I get it. Okay. So I shortened it to Christina Pez. Like Pez? Candy. P-E-Z? Two Zs. Two Zs? Yeah. Okay, Christina, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Two Zs. Get the fuck. Get the fuck out of Get your fucking shine box. Two Zs, yeah. Two Zs. Yeah, I featured up and down uh, Florida with that when I was a feature act. Oh, you actually put that in practice? You sure did. Because I was like, you have to try on the name. You have to try on the name. You have to see it on posters. You have to like sign it. And I just felt like a bigger God, imposter. Yeah. I'm like, no, this is stupid. How, how long did you have that for? God, maybe like six months. All right. At least it was short run. That <laughs> it, was was, a, it was a short lived That run. was a short run. And then... Uh, Okay, and then Mitch Fatel, the comic Mitch Fatel, one time he goes, <laughs> this, is, this is like when I was just becoming a feature act too. He goes, okay, I have the best name for you. I have the best name for you. He goes, you know how you're disgusting and stuff? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He goes, what if you called yourself Christina Pig? <laughs> and I considered it for a minute. I'm like, you considered I it? I did, because it's memorable. He's like, think about it. Everybody would remember you, Christina Pig. And I was like, yeah, he's right. That's a really good show. Ugh, like, you're smart. You know what you're doing. You're successful. So you know, I changed my name to not, Christina Pig. It's not too late, Christina. I'm just kidding. I, I don't think we could still do that. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> the stage names are so corny. Like, I, like okay, like, do you know that um, Google Whoopi Goldberg? 
You guys are going to die. So Whoopi Goldberg, you all know who she is in the booth? Famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Famous comedian, stand up, so I have mad respect. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg's real name is Karen Johnson. You know what? Isn't I, that wild? I really can't knock her. I didn't, I'm not knocking. I'm just Cause saying. Because she's, she's trying to, you know, she's doing the J move. She wants, to, she wants a J sounding name. Isn't that interesting? And I thought when I when I learned this, I go, this bitch is brilliant. She was just Karen Elaine Johnson, and she took on Whoopi, which is a great. I mean, I don't know. Is Whoopi Jewish? Like, is that like no? An old... Whoopi means fucking from oh, right, the dating to, game to make remember? Whoopi. Yeah. yeah, that's the only other time I've heard that in context. But is... what a great stage name, Whoopi, and then Goldberg. So she gets associated with Jewish, which the show business is, you know, 99.9% Jewish people. That's amazing. No, yeah. I think it was a real smart biz move on her part. Some some real smart J behind that decision. <laughs> I love it. I should have had a Jewish name. What can my stage, let's think of a stage name. Christina Steinberg. I like Steinberg. Mm, you know what? Ju- Some even cleaner Christina Stein. There Christina you go. Stein. Mm. Stein Juselsteins. Or <laughs> Steinberg and Christina Gold. Ooh. Ooh. Well, there's Judy Gold. It's Christina Gold. Christina Silver. Christina Green. Silver and Green and Gold. Yeah, fuck. That's right. Those are all Jewish Any names. precious metal, really. Or the color <laughs> of money. You know, that's all that's J stuff. Sad. Yeah, I should have done that. Christina Gold. I like gold. Ah, next life. <laughs> Christina Cubic Zirconi. <laughs> that's more like it. That's, um, I am way more Walmart than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany. Let's be honest. Okay. Let's close on a mom hack. I just love these. If you have any mom hacks or Pajitsky effects or what would Christina P. do? Oh, thank you. Mom hacks. <laughs> Go ahead and leave me a voicemail, 213-375-5184, or email me, where my mom's at, at gmail.com. I do, in fact, read these emails, so they're coming straight to me. I read them on the toilet in between curating TikToks. So uh, I was talking about last week about letting kids eat the cookie first if they wanted to. So I read this nutritionist say, if you just put one cookie on the plate at dinner time and the kid can eat it whenever they want, then the power of the cookie is demystified. It's not a big deal. So I started doing that and it kind of works. It does work. If you're just like, here's the cookie, here's the rest. You can eat the cookie, whatever, whenever. Okay. It does. It takes the the thrill out, the reward aspect. Yeah, it totally works. It's all the power you give it. Okay, I thought I'd share what my mom used to do for me when I was a kid. If we go to a McDonald's that had a play area, she would let me play before I ate. That way, I wouldn't be arguing about it if I was hungry or not when all I was focused on was crawling around in those disgusting tubes. If I got to do that first, I was more likely to finish my meal unprompted. Take care, John. Isn't that brilliant? That's smart. That is freaking brilliant. Thank you, John, for sharing that. You're absolutely right. If you get the kids tuckered out, you you go there early so they're not starving. That's the secret is go there before everybody's starving. Then they're just going to run themselves tired and then they will eat. This is brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And by the way, those McDonald's filthy tubes, those filthy balls, that's probably why kids don't get COVID because they are immune through the power of McDonald's play. Hell yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like their own pocket almonds. I have to, can I close on one more Pajitsky effect? I just love these. Yeah. I mean, we also have a, uh, a voicemail uh, and a mom hack if you want that. Oh, yeah. Let's do that one. That one. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, mommies. I have a really cool hack for you guys. I'm not a mom, 
and my mom never really has admitted to this being a hack, but uh, growing up, she would probably like once or twice a month would come in my room in the middle of the night and make sure that I was okay, I was sleeping all right, and she'd wake me up, she's like, oh my God, I just had such a bad nightmare, and you were just like, you got kidnapped or something happened, I just had to check on you. And because she would do that since childhood, I was absolutely terrified as a teenager to sneak out. I never did it. And um, I talked to my mom about it, and I asked her if she did that on purpose, and she said, no, she won't admit it, but I am definitely bringing that mom pack to when I have kids. Hope that's a good one, you guys. Have a great day. Keep behind tight. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't think that was normal for she you. sounds she sounds scarred <laughs> yeah i think your mom had mental illness <laughs> because you know what's funny is uh not funny but interesting speaking of borderlines that's actually the trait of a borderline is that they'll come into your room in the middle of the night and a lot of uh, children of borderline parents specifically borderline mothers are terrified of sleeping in the night because their mothers would come in and and scare them. Um, the mothers will come in drunk or sometimes they'll come in angry and rage and wake you up out of your sleep. So uh, your mom could have been a borderline, I'm thinking. And if that had the desired effect of not making you sneak out, I think that was just a secondary benefit of having a crazy mom. So cool. You may want to get into therapy. <laughs> sounds terrible i think that's a good idea christina yikes i know right did your mom ever come into your room in the middle of the night and tell you that it's like oh good no one stole you no <laughs> i never got woken up uh to a oh thank god you're still alive <laughs> i've never been woken up by that <laughs> i know i don't think my parents ever were like oh, i just came in to see you it was just so beautiful just love having you as my kid i just came in to tell you i love you <laughs> In fact, this last year alone with my kids has made me realize why my parents hated being parents so much. <laughs> now I'm like, no wonder you guys hated me. Jesus Christ. If this is what it is to be a parent. Oh, my God. Because if you're just even a little mentally off, you just crumble. Because especially now this year where we're always with our children, I mean, it can make you crazy if you're not already inclined that way. Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you, mom's taking a lot of pot this year. I drank a lot. And anyway. Uh, yeah, so email me where my mom's at at gmail.com. Phone number 213-375-5184. If you have anything to add to the show, please Instagram uh, Chris Larson, C-E-E underscore <laughs> Larson, L-A-R-S-E-N. Right? C-E-E underscore. double E underscore L-A-R-S. L-A-R-S. Oh, C. Lars. C. Lars. Could you get a better handle? Can you guys please help What's him? What's wrong with that? Because nobody can remember underscores and L-A-R, is it L-A-R-S, C-E-E underscore L-A-R-S. Christina, it's it's already pulling teeth to even get him to, to agree to give out this handle. No, I know. <laughs> for, for those of you watching and listening, you don't realize the evolution of Chris Larson. He came to us a sweet, shy, introverted, ponytailed, Sweet, <laughs> you need a ponytail. And I never had a ponytail. You just wore your hair long, your plumage f flying in the wind. That that part is true. Yes, you were so sweet and reserved. And now, man, this guy comes in. He's like, "What you n words doing?" <laughs> right? It's so weird. Describing me to a T. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he's like, who voted for Trump? MAGA. And I'm like, jeez. <laughs> Who's going to storm the Capitol with me on the 20th? My God, Chris, you've really changed. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. It's so accurate, yeah. No, but exactly you've exactly who I am. <laughs> you are, can I tell you, you've become, you've come out of your shell a little bit. I feel like you're now, you've blossomed into a, a young man. <laughs> Right, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for being here. Nadav, I missed you. I'm glad you're back on the mic. No, I, oh, I missed you too. I should have said that in the beginning. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, it's okay. Not good with expressing uh, feelings. Nah, yeah. I think I think there's something a little wrong with all of us. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. All right. Uh, I got to go. I love you guys. Thank you for joining. And until next time, stay cool, mom. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P.